You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Grammar Girl here. Everyone else seems to be announcing a word of the year, so I've decided to name a pet peeve of the year. After a non-scientific study of the messages I get from listeners, I've determined the pet peeve of 2006 is the phrase went missing. Boy, do a lot of you hate that phrase. Before I talk about went missing, here's a fun review of some of the other words of the year. In a spurt of silliness, Merriam-Webster named woot the word of the year. Yes, that's woot, spelled W-0-0-T, with zeros where the O's should be. And it's an interjection expressing joy, making it similar to the word yay! According to Merriam-Webster, woot first became popular in competitive online gaming forums as part of what's known as LeetSpeak, an esoteric computer hacker language in which numbers and symbols are put together to look like letters. It's an odd choice for Word of the Year, but I confess I did shout woot when I finished the final version of my Grammar Girl book manuscript a couple of weeks ago, and my editor was polite enough to woot back at me. In other Word of the Year news, Webster's Word of the Year was grass station, which they define as a pun on the word gas station. According to Webster's, grass station refers to a theoretical fill-up spot in the not-too-distant future. It reflects America's growing love affair with hybrid cars and vegetable-based fuels, including ethanol and biomass fuels, some of which are actually distilled from plain old grass. Finally, the Oxford American Dictionary named locavore as word of the year. Back in July, Chef Mark from the Remarkable Palette podcast called out locavore as his favorite neologism for a Grammar Girl podcast about new words. Locavores are people who eat only food that's grown or produced within 100 miles of their home. Oxford named the verb tase as a runner-up for the award, and I did a show about verbifying taser into tase in September, so I'm feeling very in tune with the Oxford American Dictionary this week. At the suggestion of a listener named Elliot, I made a fun t-shirt to go with the tase episode. It reads, Don't Verbify Me, Bro, and it's available at the Grammar Girl website. And now, on to the Grammar Girl pet peeve of 2008, Went Missing. Here's an example of one of the many messages I received last year. I wanted to complain about the use of poor grammar in our news media, particularly the news people's use of the term went missing for the word disappeared. Where in the world went missing came from, who knows, but they use it all the time and it just grates on my nerves. So if you have any pull with these people at all, Mignon, please do something. Thank you. Well, I don't know if I have much pull with the news media, but if any reporters are listening, here's the deal. Went missing actually isn't wrong, but it annoys a lot of Americans, so you might want to say missing or disappeared every once in a while. The reason went missing sounds strange to Americans is that it's a British idiom. I've seen sources placing the first use of went missing as far back as 1944, but my version of the Oxford English Dictionary places the first use in a 1958 book by a British writer, Norman Franks. The OED places gone missing in the same category as the phrase go native, which is used to describe a turn to or relapse into savagery or heathenism. I've also heard the term go native used to describe the transition a newcomer to Washington, D.C. undergoes as he or she accepts the government bureaucracy, which I suppose could be considered turning to savagery or heathenism. 
One thing I realized while researching went missing and its partner go missing is that go is quite a versatile verb. The OED includes nearly a hundred definitions, most of which have multiple sub-definitions. A couple of other idioms that use the word go include go begging to mean unfilled or available, as in jobs went begging, and go over to mean to gain acceptance, as in they hope the play goes over well. It's possible that this British term has gained footing in the American media because of the high-profile disappearance of British girl Madeline McCann in May of 2007. The McCann story received wall-to-wall news coverage for weeks, and this is just speculation, but it may be that the constant reporting by British journalists about how the girl went missing subtly influenced American reporters to adopt the term. So I hope you enjoyed the first Grammar Girl pet peeve of the year. Next year, I'll select a few of the top contenders and run a poll. Maybe we'll caucus. Just kidding. Money Girl had a great episode this week to help you keep your financial resolutions. You can find that show and all the other great Quick and Dirty Tips podcasts at iTunes or quickanddirtytips.com. If you'd like to submit a question to the show, you can email it to feedback at quickanddirtytips.com or leave a message on the voicemail line at 206-338-4475. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries, so you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life, which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and best-selling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication, and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi.